Welcome back to Bonded Voices. Today we're going to talk about economics, corruption, and endless foreign wars. And as we started to discuss this, the idea was how are these three topics tied together and could they actually be separated from each other? So as you sit on your couch and watch the evening news, if anybody still does that, do you think, you know what, I just, as long as we get beyond this event, as long as this economic cycle changes, then everything's going to be good again. Because that's what we're hearing from everybody talking about. Let's just get beyond this. Don't, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. So, I'm Greg. I'm Ian. And this is Lauren. So, the, the concept here is... As, as we talked before, right before, World War II was supposed to be the last world war, and it wasn't. We are constantly involved with military conflicts, whether or not we coin it as a war. How is that fueled? Is the economic information that we're gaining really legitimate? Every report that comes out financial gets revised. So it moves the market immediately, and somebody benefits from that immediate movement. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if somebody knows that that event is going to happen and move the market, how do you not believe that there's corruption? Well, I think when you, you look at this, it's today, right? The, 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 we're 2023. Economics, um, corruption, endless foreign wars, that, that's the news on a daily basis mm -hmm. in one way or another. And I, th I know a lot of people who look at this and say it's all manipulated. It is massively manipulated mm -hmm. from all three of those things. Like they believe in the industrial military complex. Mm -hmm. They believe in the, the Wall Street's a big sham and it's a game where stock market goes up, they all buy in, People like the day traders and the everyday mom and pop put more money into the stock market. Oh, boom. Within a week, that stock's all been taken down. Mm -hmm. And mom and pop lost the money, but the traders made money out of it. And then corruption, look, from everything from Trump's four impeachments to um, all of the Biden crime family stuff and... Every politician who earns $180,000 a year and ends up with $10 million after five years. I want that math problem. Well, isn't it fascinating that the newer politicians that are trying to get their name out there, they talk about term limits, but yet if they make it to the national level, right, they don't want it's they're immediately, immediately <laughs> forgotten. Yeah. Let's talk about insider trading. Oh, we're absolutely against insider trading until it benefits my family. Exactly. And I think, then it's a-okay. Yeah. I think Mark Twain said it best. It could probably be shown by facts and figures that there is no distinctly Native American criminal class except for Congress. And that <laughs> perfectly fits today as it did 100 years ago. Yeah. And I think what it erodes is, is trust, right? So mm -hmm. without making this a left or right political issue... Because I think within all those three things, economics, corruption, and foreign wars, left or right has been on the opposite side of it every other time. So you're saying they flip-flop back yeah, and forth. Like I agree. They're supporting yes. it, the next minute they're against yeah, it. I agree. You know? um, well, I don't know. Both parties are pretty much 
for war now. I mean, if you think about it, like in 2023, we have the potential to have war on at least three fronts right now. We have what's going on in the Middle East. We have uh, Eastern Europe, and then we have uh, East Asia. But what I'm saying is, though, if if you look at today, um, the Ukraine war, the majority of Democrats uh, in favor of it, with Russia, and the majority of, of conservatives aren't, and the war in Gaza with the Israelis, the majority of conservatives are for it, and the majority of Democrats are on the fence about it. Well, is it just that they're splitting it? Did they come to a collusion? You know, yeah, but that's collusion? what I mean. Whether it's Iraq, Korea, Vietnam, it, 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 it seems to flip-flop. Or the in collusion going, okay, you guys say you're not for it today, and we're, we're going to take the f- hit, and then next time you t- say it's your war. But Yeah, uh, well, it could be, yeah. And there's that, there's that headspace out there, right? That, yeah. um, but then that ties into economics as well. Because you've got you you have again that military industrial complex which who was it Eisenhower's farewell speech where he actually named it so yeah, it's not like it's a tin hat tin you know tin foil hat um, conspiracy thing it's everyone knows it's out there who's it benefiting and who's on the side that's going to be benefiting of it when someone's son or daughter can end up in a box. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's also impacted by the election cycle because it's going to be the argument every four years of we're bringing these troops home. Yeah. And it's going to flip-flop back and forth between the Republicans and the Democrats, depending upon who was in power. And the opposing party's going to say, we're bringing those troops home. We care more about the American troops. Well, I actually heard even um, shadier than that is that they said wartime, wartime presidents do really well in election years. Oh, it's it's always so. When I was in the military, whenever it was an election year, we always knew there's some we're going to get deployed somewhere. It was always like yeah. I remember it was Bush when I was in the original Bush, and I remember hearing (laughs) they're like, "Oh, the only reason this is happening is because he wants to be reelected," and it's the you know the conspiracy theory of well, you can't switch presidents during a. But during wartime. During wartime. So they always think, okay, we'll start a war. Yeah. That's whatever, like, you. I bet if you polled the military, that's usually a common, you know, thread. Well, and I don't think most people would know, and it'd be interesting from our listeners, and go to bondedvoices.com and, and add in anything that we forgot here, but we've got troops in the Congo. We've got, I mean, fighting in the Congo. We have, I didn't even realize until the other day, we have actual military bases in Syria. Like, that was a, what built kind of quietly and... The war know. on terror, we, we put on bases everywhere. Yeah, but it's like, but we're fighting in those places. We're being yeah. shot at and we're shooting back. And then throughout the places we're in throughout Africa, there was something like... Um, I think it was Benin or somewhere like that, where they said, oh, our troops were being pulled out because the, um, something about the rules of engagement. I'm like, who the hell are we fighting in Benin? You know, so this, the, the, and when you talk about endless foreign wars, it's like everywhere. I think it's the U.S. has become the police of the world. And I think it's a big part of it. And right. it's very easy for 
the politicians go, well, we've got to do this. We've got to help these people. Someone has to. Yeah. Yeah. And since World War II, the U.S. has assumed that role. Yeah. And because of that, economically, we've, you know, benefited from being the police of the world. You know, I think the president said something the other day, which was, we're just giving Ukraine our old weapons so we can build new ones and we'll have the newer, better versions of them. It's like, really? What? Newer, better bullets? Like, I know, yeah, missiles and planes, but still it's like, that's the reason. Made with borrowed money. What's the math behind well, that? Well, there's the economics part, right? Yeah. It just drives up the national debt and increases spending and who's who's actually benefiting from that? you got to train with those new weapons you got to train other our allies on those weapons so that's lots of dollars spent there yeah yeah and and you gotta think for the psyche of the country are those three things at, at a place where people lose faith in america yep well we have a generation that is anti-america because of the constant interfering in other countries and well that's interesting what came first is it, is it chicken or the egg situation here whether they hated us no was it the endless foreign wars that created the hate or was it the hate that created the endless foreign wars as in like you you said there's a whole generation well so it's it started back in the 60s with the the that generation that were started protesting the vietnam war but there hasn't been as you know, it's not as popular, publicized as much, much, but there's always been people that have been anti-war. Always, yeah. I mean, yeah. look, Lindbergh was anti-going to World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you've always had it. So, you know, if, if, if you're someone struggling with not making the money I'm wanting to, I'm just seeing everyone else making money, so there's the corruption piece of it that, that's playing in there. How do you stay sane when you also have in the background or leading the news story more bombs dropped, more people killed, you know, more body bags coming home, and 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 have faith in humanity to just live a full life? It, it begs the question of: Is ignorance bliss? Do I just tune out from all of that, or? I need to become more active and pay more attention to who I vote for. But I'm not sure if that's the solution, because if we go back to the officials that get elected on the, you know what, I'm all about, we're going to get rid of the dark money. We're going to put in term limits. We're going to stop insider trading. We're going to do all of these things. And that's what's going to clean up Washington, D.C. And then those same humans that got elected to that, our turncoats. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because they're now in, in the in in the inner sanctum, right? Right. And now they're talking about generational wealth, multi generational wealth. Now they've got their child is carrying a name that carries some value far beyond the regular Joes out on the street. But Greg, you said something brilliant there, which is the ignorance is bliss part. But because m maybe that's why. The amount of time people spend on their screens, including TV, phones, all that sort of stuff, is through the roof. So if you're all staring at that, video games, porn, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right, you're not listening to the real world out there. <clears throat> and the real world don't stop when you 
decide to turn it off. Right, but with the 24-hour news cycle, we're, we're inundated with the news, and they're making up news to make us... Oh, absolutely. You know, the, we have, at, in my family, we unplugged. We do not have... When we, I mean, we watch TV. It's, you know, the, you know, the internet TV service providers out there, but we don't have cable TV, so we don't watch the mainstream news. We don't get any of that. I've quit watching the news completely, and I have to tell you, my blood pressure has gone down. I don't really care right. so much about certain things. I'm probably not the best thing to do, but, you know, I don't have to worry about I don't spend a lot of time worrying about some of this stuff. Well, if you if you go back fifty years or a hundred years, people went extended periods of time without news, and they heard news from conversation with their neighbors, read a newspaper, right? Yeah, and but, their lives were complete. But I think back in the day as well, Greg and I grew up with the, the news in England was on at six o'clock, and it was like either half an hour, an hour of mm-hmm. news, and that was it. They had to have quality programming for that hour and pertinent, accurate, important things. Right. The moment you get to that 24-hour news cycle, now they have to just waffle. Right. And they have to cover things that just aren't important. Some cat got thrown out of a tree. Right. Like, what? You know, it's on the nukes. Well, no, but then they need the input from one political party or the other right, about exactly. that in <laughs> order to the create cat, a... Right. And has that all that extra news cycles generated more hate and discontent between the, the parties and friends and neighbors because, oh, you know, you're this party and I'm, you know, I'm this party. Well, but because I think it, and that's why I think the news channels have become very partisan is because you need to be sticky and just reporting the same news that another channel's reporting. That doesn't make you sticky. You have to have a twist on it, a political bent on it that inures you to a certain audience. Like, is there really any partisan news show out there right now? Is it possible to not be aligned? No, I don't think financially it is. Again, that comes into the economics and corruption piece, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Like these, I, I, I you got to drive revenue. We need to increase advertising. We need to money, money, money. Go, go, go. Right. I mean, Greg, you said before we started this that all of these three things are very political, but they're three legs of a stool, right? Mm-hmm. They're all super tied into each other. Like, because you know, a, a great example: we send forty billion dollars to Ukraine. Endless foreign war, economics, the corruption pieces, they can't find 20 mil- billion of it. It just disappeared. Right. And no one's willing to follow up. And then they're, what, sending you a tax bill where they're like, what happens is extra $420. You're like, wait a second, 20 billion over here? Right. Are you worried about my 500? Mm-hmm. It, it's, so that's what I mean. It's like, I think that these sort of things, and whether the, uh, the government and the call them the elites in the country know what they're doing, I think it's it's slowly but surely crushing people who are paying attention mm-hmm. and turning off everyone else so they don't pay attention. It's psychological warfare. I I think it is. Is it new though? I mean, is this something that our parents didn't deal with, and is it? 
Are we just now coming to the age of, Mm. oh, now we're... They didn't have it delivered via fire hose to every single avenue in their life. Yeah, but the, the, I mean, look at World War II. They had propaganda through the roof. No, they did, but I think that, uh, I, I, and propaganda was a war tool, but I, I think that when you look at, and maybe this is naive, the, the corruption side of government can't have been as bad then as it is now. It's, to me, it's, an, it's a simple math equation. You do five years in Congress at 180 grand a year, and you go from broke to $10 million in the bank, and nobody asks any questions. Well, I think the... It's that new math. Yeah. It's common core. <laughs> common Maybe core that's quite is. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I think the government's always been corrupt. You know. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I can pull out quotes from Roman times where they talk about the corrupt government. The Mark Twain quote: "Corrupt government." James Madison, corrupt mm-hmm. government. Well, who did the power corrupts and uh, ultimate power corrupts ultimately? The Xayan, and how long goes that? And. I mean, it's so. Anytime you get into the government, there are always going to be corruption. So, I mean, I don't think it's anything new. I think maybe we're paying attention to it more because of the fire hose, but but are we paying attention to it more? Because a, 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 friend, a friend of mine was talking about all these hearings Congress have got going on in both the House and the Senate. Ah, nothing's going to happen. It's just a bunch of blah, 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 and nothing ever happens. And, it, and it's true. So does Congress manage the mediocrity? <laughs> yes, I, they I, do. I, I, Or do I, they even get to mediocrity? No, I think they, they're... But I, are, or are they even tied up so much with procedure and everything else? Analysis paralysis is what it is. Right, that they get to a point where they just are paralyzed to do anything. Or is it that... They never eat their own. Like, when was the last person in Congress yet run out? Was it that guy from Minnesota, Al Franken? Was he the last one who honorably left because, like, yeah, that sexual harassment thing, honorably, mm. um, sexual harassment thing against him? But other than that, people are like, yeah, they well, give me a yacht. What's the big deal? You know? And the, the, the arrogance of the atrocities and someone is torn apart in the media and they go away for six months or a year and they're back. And the American people, there are newscasters for major stations that get chased off because of all the things they've done. And lo and behold, Hey, that's a familiar face on a B level programming that, you know what? 12 months, that person's going to be back, right back in the mainstream, and we as Americans, ah, oh, that's weird. I don't remember that story because it's more than 20 minutes old. Right. So we're in a a situation where these things, I think we'd all agree that they're perpetual. They've probably been since the beginning of time, similar things. uh, Similar things have happened, you know, money corruption, Wars, the Roman Empire, probably same problems, right? But how does you 
But how do you conceptualize it in your day-to-day life without one thinking you're a part of it or, you know, because we're Americans, right? So if, if we're talking from an American point of view, we're culpable. But how culpable are you if you're, I mean, you elect people in your congressional district, but, you know, you go to a place like California and they don't have any problem electing people that are, I mean, like on their deathbed and it's their votes are being rubber stamped in by right. the, the lobbyists. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, this subject matter comes to mind with the idea being that I know a lot of people struggle with it and they turn off. They disconnect. They don't vote. And if that happens, where does this? Where do we end up as a country? And I mean, on every level, from school vote stuff, they're all like, "Ah, it's a whole bunch of bullshit. It's all corrupt. It's all shell game. They're all in it together." Well, and that's that's part of George Soros's book on how to how to conquer is to go after the smaller campaigns, the smaller elections, dump more money because he gets much more traction putting money into... And you can influence quicker with those. Absolutely. Yeah. You can <laughs> turn the ship much faster rather than going after the biggest election on the ticket. You start moving the smaller ones. So what advice would we have as takeaways for people who are struggling with watching <clears throat> government, watching... The country at war around the world and just you know cause i think from a libertarian point of view they'd be like yeah if it was if, if everyone was a libertarian we'd be good well i think i my my point of reference or my recommendation would be we actually did a, a podcast on this earlier about unplugging and i think it's important to do a reset it's important to shut your laptop down and restart it periodically it puts all the little files instead of being randomly on strewn about that puts them in nice little packages and gives an opportunity for your brain to comprehend, come back refreshed. I'm going to challenge you with this though, because we also did why does everything have to be political, right? And we concluded because it is. Mm -hmm. And very interestingly on the subject of disconnecting Hamas attacked Israel on a festival where they knew people would be unplugged. They knew the communication would be down. They actually even planned, but they were scared that they were going to be um, uh, uncovered. They were going to do it on Passover when everyone would have been completely unplugged. And the death toll there could have been 5, 10x what it was. But even on Sukkot, that that that, that Mm-hmm. Um, celebration they knew they would be they would be unplugged Sabbath morning well so you know what Ian <clears throat> can't disconnect <laughs> so here's the thing what if you want an action item for people yeah is to, yeah if be political at your local level get involved get involved write your congressman uh, uh, hold your your elected officials responsible for their actions Attend a school board meeting? Yeah, we don't want to go too far. Th- those get kind of boring. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been to a few. So you have attended school board meetings? Yes. So that validates your, hey, get involved. Yeah, I guess. Be an active participant. <laughs> or at least listening. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think that's the the takeaway from this. I'm I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm I'm you know pondering the different uh, outcomes, and I think too many people are passive in this, and they're like, that's ah, someone else's problem. You know, I don't hold my congressman accountable for whatever the Al Franken, you know, having an yeah. affair, which probably is 99% of congressmen, but or Congress people humanity. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if they, if they lie, hold them accountable. If they say they're going to do something, hold them accountable. Um, there's yeah, nothing, I, I, you yeah, can call, I, write your congressman, call them, set a petition up and, and petition your congressman. See, I would go with a combination of what Greg said, that, that, that you have to be sane, so you have to unplug at some point. But also, on the flip side of that, get involved. Mm-hmm. Be, active, be active, but don't let it consume you. Right. right. There's a difference between being involved and consuming news. Yeah. So you have to be educated on the subject, but you not not be a consumer of news. I think that's a good takeaway to end mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. We've got consensus. So I hope that you enjoyed the conversation about economics, corruption, and endless foreign wars, and at least our our take on it. Uh, as Ian mentioned before, go to bondedvoices.com. We'd love to hear your opinion on this. Bring up some points that maybe we didn't cover on this podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Greg. I'm Ian. This is Lauren. Take care.